Blog Talk Radio. show the aftermath i kind of like our little instrumental theme song for this podcast man uh sweet simple gets to the point i like it <laughs> all right so it's uh installment number two of the aftermath you got easy you just heard him talking i'm m16 thanks for hitting the download button or going to our blog talk radio page blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show so if you don't know what's going on with the Aftermath, you missed the first episode. And if you did, you missed a good one. We talked to Lily from a uh, podcast called Bourbon and Pancakes, so you can go check that out in the archives. But the Aftermath is just a spinoff of the radio show where we kind of go long form, uh, break from our usual format to talk about certain subjects long form as well as, you know, interview guests. But on this particular episode, Easy, we're not going to have a guest because we have, you know, just some things we want to shoot the breeze about in it, when it comes to the world of sports. Now, anybody who knows either one of us knows that we're pretty much uh, with sports heads, you know, from following our favorite teams, which are any of the teams based out of Louisiana, or is playing games, or even just talking about sports history. We can't get enough of it. And in the wake of this craziness with the pandemic, with the coronavirus, it has done something that no other thing has ever done before, and that's shut down all sporting events for What's it? How long has it been now? Has it been two months now? About two months? Uh, early March for sure. Cause okay, so at least six weeks. you got to think when they canceled the NBA season and the NCAA tournament, that was all around the same time. So, yeah. All right, so the coronavirus, like I said, it shut down sports. And I guess the first thing I want to start with, this is when did you know it had gotten real? Like, what was the what was the the moment where you was like, man, this is serious? If they shut down this event, what was it for you? Uh, for me, I to, to be honest, when the coronavirus first hit, I didn't realize how serious it was until they canceled the NCAA tournament. That's when I was like, okay, this is something we've never seen before that you're canceling such a monumental event. Um, And I don't even watch the NCAA tournament like that. I usually do like a bracket or two, but I don't really start watching until like the Elite Eight or the Final Four. And when they said that, hey, we're just not having a tournament, we're not even entertaining the idea of just playing the game, the games with people, without people in the stands. Like we're just not doing it. And I think that's when I realized, like, wow, this is, like, way more serious than what I anticipated it being. 
Well, I could agree with you on the fact about the, the NCAA tournament because I didn't I didn't feel like they were going to cancel that. Well, listen, anybody who knows me closely know how I feel about college sports. I feel like it's a complete scam. So I wasn't really sad that they canceled the NCAA tournament because I don't even want to get on my soapbox about how the players, those men and women, should be getting paid. But um, for me, when it really kicked in was when the NBA shut down. Like, okay, this has really gotten serious when they just paused the NBA the way they did. And, you know, they didn't try to, you know, go through any type of loopholes to make themselves an essential business. They said, no, this pandemic is serious. We're stopping. And it kind of seems like when it comes to – uh, sporting events or sporting leagues that the NBA is kind of the leader when it comes to, you know, just like making decisions. You know, they got to seem like they have a commissioner that, is, you know, he's smart, he's uh, about the players, and they're like, we're not taking any chances with anybody in our league, our fans. We're stopping this right now before, you know, things get out of hand. And because it's one of these things where I think the reason why they had to stop it is because think about it like this easy. Let's just say that they they decide or they start working on a plan to bring back sports. Baseball hasn't even started yet. What happens when one person gets sick? You know, it's gonna shut the whole league down again. And I'm right. just under the I'm just under the impression that I just don't see where there's a way where sports are gonna be able to take place the way we know it this calendar year, you know, or at least until they can find some type of vaccine. I just don't see it happening. So so to your point, you know, that's the whole reason why the NBA shut down. I don't know if you were watching that night, but, you know, New Orleans was supposed to play um, – our hometown, New Orleans, Pelicans were supposed to play Utah. And what happened was they found out Rudy Gobert had the virus. And you had, you know, 15,000 people in the arena. You had all these players and everything like that. So let's take it a step back. Had you not known Rudy Gobert had the virus, he would have played. He would have interacted with all these guys. He probably would have, you know, did some autographs, shook hands with some fans afterwards. And all those people, you know, stadiums are not spread out. So that virus could have, you know, went on 10 through the whole arena and nobody would have ever known about it until, you know, they got, they would have gotten sick. So, you know, that makes sense why the NBA went ahead and just stopped it because, you know, Rudy Gobert got it and then his teammate got it and then you have all these other players that ended up getting it. I think you can still have sports this year. I just don't see where you can play in a a full stadium. I think it has to be an empty stadium and you can still televise it. Now, do I think it's possible? Yes. Is it me just wanting live sports to just hurry up and get back on television no matter the cost? Yes, that's a part of it too. But I think that, you know, based on what I've been reading and seeing, it seems like the NBA in particular and Major League Baseball, they think that they can do something like this um, and still get the games out, however the case may be. Um, and the big thing they've been talking about is playing in one central location, basically like a Area 51 where you're quarantined from the rest of the world, and everybody affiliated with the NBA is at this one resort facility, whatever you want to call it, 
and they get tested regularly to make sure they don't have it, and they just play their games with, you know, in front of live, without live crowds, but, like, still on TV. Man, that is an absolute trash idea, in my view, where you're taking people away from their families like they're being deployed. We're talking about a game here, right? We're talking about games. So this is not people going out to, like, serve, you know, the United States, you know, going off to, to war or something like that. We're talking about games. And I'm going to tell you, if I'm an athlete, I'm not trying to give up being, you know, around my family and my regular way of life just to play a game. Like, it's just not worth it to me to be able to finish out a season. And, and the, and I get the fact that somebody saying, even thought that was a good idea is just preposterous to me. I, and I get what you're saying, but let's remember, athletes get paid by the game. So, you know, not every player is LeBron James. They don't have, like, you know, a $400 million net worth and all these endorsements and all these other um, business adventures that he has. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a good bit of NBA players that would do that so they can get a paycheck. You know, think about some of these guys that are, that have bounced between the G League and the NBA who aren't making, you know, as much money as LeBron James. I bet you they would go to uh, Disney World of Sports and quarantine from their family so they can get some game checks to make some money. (laughs) So I don't know. I don't think the idea is crazy. I think the idea that, you know, you would have to leave your family like you're going to the military is kind of crazy for sure. But – you know, these guys are paid by the game. I mean, so they, you know, if they're not playing games, they're not making money. And they've already lost, you know, a lot of money by not playing. So I don't think it's as as crazy of an idea as you think it is. I don't know. I, I mean, I hate to make it political, but I guess it's on the same stance of what's going on in Washington when it comes to this, where it's like, what do we show the people that's more important? Is it your health or is it boosting or, as they call it, reopening the economy. And for me, I just don't feel like, yeah, man, I love I love sports, you know. I like watching a good game and being entertained by it. But it's not to me it's not worth the risk of putting people's health in the balance behind being able to play games. I mean, that's just, that's just me. As much as, you know, and I'm going to tell you another thing, too, that's, that's crazy with this is that even though I'm like a sports head, I'm actually not, like, I don't know. I just, I don't feel that gap. I don't feel like I'm missing anything right now. Even though I will be all in the NBA playoffs right now, with it not being around, it's not really, it it, it hadn't really affected my day-to-day, you know, lifestyle as far as when it comes to sports. I'm still listening to, you know, ESPN radio every day, and there's still things for them to talk about, the transaction part of it. And that part hasn't really been bothered, but, because um, right now, let's see, what would be going on right now? It would be the NHL playoffs would be going on right now, the NBA playoffs, and baseball season would be in the first quarter of the season right now. And if I'm not mistaken, wouldn't NFL mini camps be about to start pretty soon too? Not mini well, uh, not, You probably have like OTAs and stuff. Yeah. But, um, you mean, the Olympics was supposed to be this year, so you would have had like the, the final trials for that going on, which is always entertaining to see. Um. I mean, you know, I got video games, so I can always just, you know, 
play my sports in an alternate universe. Um, but I do miss it somewhat. I mean, I don't. I definitely would be in the NBA playoffs for sure. But I like watching baseball like on a weekday every now and again. And then, you know, obviously we live here in Atlanta, so there probably would have been some really good matchups already um, at the stadium. So I just think that whatever these leagues decide, I'm sure that the players' unions are going to have to vote on it. So it'll event. I think it'll pretty much be their decision either way um, what they decide to do. But based on the reports and things in the news, it sounds like Adam Silver, who's the commissioner of the NBA, he's very adamant about finishing the season. Um, and guys like LeBron and uh, players of that nature, they've kind of echoed the same thing, that they want to finish the season. And I can see that because a lot of them, you know, when you start talking about the ones who want to finish the season, there's a lot of, you know, people who are playing for, you know, there's some there's some really good teams in the NBA who kind of had their season kind of, you know, derailed a little bit that looked like they might have been in contention for a championship. And, you know, they want to go ahead and try and finish that. For me, another part of it that we touched on, we kind of glossed over, but we didn't really get into it is the fact that you talk about empty arenas and stuff like that. I, I don't see how in the world there's going to be a way where you're going to be able to have people inside of a stadium. NFL stadiums hold about 70,000 people or so. Some of them hold a little more than that, depending on, you know, what stadium we're talking about. We're not going to be seeing any of that. I mean, the, the football season, basically, the preseason is like about, what, three months away since the beginning. Yeah, it's like the nearing the end or middle of August. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't see where there's any way where you can even pack fans in a stadium at this point. I mean, what are you going to, like, have social distancing with that? If you, It's like it's kind of altered the way sports are going to be viewed here for the near future, it seems like. Yeah. Um, there was an article on CNN, and an architect was saying that um, – Stadiums are going to have to change the way, you know, they're not going to break ground and break the foundation, but basically they're going to have to look at the seating arrangements and everything like that and figure out a way to have the stadiums comply with social distancing, which is great from a health perspective, but it's bad from a money perspective because I look at it like, you know, obviously, hey, I'm going to be safe and, you know, my seat is going to be six feet away or whatever the case may be. But imagine how much that ticket is going to cost now, you know. Yeah, because they're going to be at a premium. They're going to be at a premium. Yeah. Like every seat in the arena, if you, if you, if the guy who was saying that they would look into doing stuff like that, if if they go that route, every seat in the arena is going to be a premium. So you're going to be paying like all kind of money to go to a, a sporting event, like, you know, what you would pay to sit in a booth, you're probably going to be paying that just for, like, a 300-level seat um, by the by the sounds of it. But who knows? But not to get on a tangent, but you were talking about teams that wish they had the playoffs. If I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I need to have these playoffs because oh. – yeah, they're having a fit. Giannis I mean, Antetokounmpo yeah. has said, like, to people close to him, if he doesn't 
get to the finals with the Bucks, he's leaving. If you're the Bucks, you need to have a playoff so you can at least try to make the finals to get to keep which, the guy. Which it seems like that's where they were headed before, before all this got started. Now I'm not ready to like crown them as the champions, but you could pretty much say that they were the best team in the East. Um. And you can almost pencil them in. I mean, you never know what the playoffs, but they had a, a, as good a chance as anybody to come out of the East. And that, that, but still, that's not to me. It's not enough reason to 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 push for. It. I, I I don't know where you sit on this. I mean, we've talked about this when it comes to life, but as far as like sports, I you know, I don't know. It just seems like I would be hesitant to be. I mean, these are still people that are going to be in close quarters with each other. You're talking about basketball and football where you're sharing the balls being touched by several people, you know, and baseball is pretty – well, I was going to say baseball is a, is, a, is a sport that probably can handle the social distancing almost better than any of the other sports because yeah. there's more than six baseball feet in between the players yeah. when they're on, on defense and only one player up at bat. Um, so they're probably the most equipped to come back quickly, you know, more quickly than other sports, but – I just – I don't know. I just – I'm just trying to rationalize about how this could actually take place in this environment, you know. What about some players who are, you know, they have immune – immunity, you know, immune system issues. How does that handle, you know? We've seen that well, happen. I think that's the big thing um, why they're pushing so hard to, like, have, you know, like a bunch of tests available. That way they can – you know, make sure that if somebody tests positive, they don't play. Like, I think that's the big thing is, can we get enough testing to make sure that we can test everybody every day before they get on the court or whatever the case may be? And to me, that just seems like too much of an extreme for something that's simply just not as important. Shouldn't those tests be going? I know I sound like such a a pessimist, but shouldn't these tests be going to, to other people, you know, you know, healthcare professional. Yeah. And and that's been the pushback is like, are we really about to give the NBA 20,000 tests so they can play a sport when, you know, we probably need to give them to local hospitals and things like that. But Adam Silver was saying that he's pretty adamant that they're not, that they've been told they're not jeopardizing the public by if they would get all these tests. Um, For me though, I just feel at some point you need closure on the season because, you know, me and you talk about all the time, the MLB strike that was in the early nineties. You know, when we, when we, when we reference it, all you say is a bunch of what if, like, you know, you say, Hey, the Montreal Expo, they would have won, but you don't By know far. that. You know what I'm saying? Cause it didn't right. happen. Anything, you know, baseball, anything can happen. So, you know, I look at it like you might as well have some closure to the season. Now, what does that look like? When does it happen? That's different. I I agree. You don't want to jeopardize anybody's health. You don't want to restart the pandemic. But you need some kind of closure. Like, you can't just, um, you know, give the Lakers or the Bucks. I think they have the best records. You can't just give them the regular season title because nobody's going to be like, Oh well, you know, in uh, 2020, the Bucks won the championship. You know, they didn't have a playoff; they just had the, you know, they got the regular season title. Like, you know, 
I just I just feel like there needs to be closure at some point, but obviously it needs to be the right time. And even the NBA has said they're willing to push back the start of the next season um, to get that done, to get that taken care of. And it, it all sounds really good, especially to the fans who are clamoring to have their next fix of live sports. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just taking my sensibilities about the real world and maybe it's bleeding over into sports because, you know, I was like, I don't know if we, I don't think we talked about this at length on, on the live show that I was not really like, I don't understand like how you can just declare like, well, you know what? It's over. You know, we should just go back to our normal lives. I'm just declaring victory over this. And it's like, this is still a glaring issue. This is still a big deal. And, you know, sports, for some people with them being trapped in the house, would be part of the, I guess, the healing process or the part of the, you know, coping process. But I guess in in asking about that, with there being no live sports, like you said, you enjoy a nice Wednesday evening baseball game. How has that changed your television habits? Like, since there's no live sports, how has that changed what you watch on TV? I mean, is it more Netflix? Is it not a you know not a whole lot of TV? Like, how has it changed your viewing habits? I mean, my cable viewing habits are they're almost non-existent unless it's like a TV show that I watch, and even that isn't a lot. Like, you know, you turn it on ESPN and they just talking about anything. Like. I don't. I. It's really mostly been Netflix, PlayStation, Xbox. You know, you name it. Cable watching cable right now, unless you have a favorite TV show. Like, there's really no point for me, because you know my whole reason for having cable is so I can watch sports. So for me, I haven't watched as much cable, just for the simple fact there's nothing on to watch. And I and I know your your viewing habits have kind of been the same, you know, catching up on shows that you probably never thought you'd watch. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now that uh, Tiger King would have not been something I would have watched had live sports been going on right now. That's just the truth. Um, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I feel like that show benefited a whole lot from there not being any sports. I'm not saying the majority of people who was watching that are all sports heads. I'm just saying it's a lot of stuff that's been benefiting from the fact that the NBA playoffs aren't going on right now. And I don't know, man. I just it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around like because it's crazy because I don't miss it the way I thought I would. And this comes from somebody who who listens who has a set of sports podcasts that I listen to every day, and it just I don't know if it would be different if this was happening during football season or not. But I just I don't know. I guess I'm more occupied with. Like, everything else is so stressful. It's like, I don't have time to worry about whether or not they're going to start the NBA playoffs or not. Is some of that doing, I mean, you know, had to do with the fact that the Pelicans aren't aren't involved in it, and it's like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too much of a homer where it's like, well, it don't affect us because it doesn't seem like the Pelicans were going to be a playoff team anyway. So, well, that's, what difference well, that, but that's the thing. You don't know because they were two games back. You know, and they had, like, I think six, they might have been more games left. But we were two games back, so you don't know what would have happened. You know what I'm saying? They could have messed around and got in. Now, they would have got swept by, you know, whoever. But 
they, there is a chance they would have got in. I think what helps you is that you you know you got a whole family and everything, so you got all of them to keep you occupied. Along, let alone with all the responsibilities that come with that. So, <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, for you, you true. haven't missed it as much just because you you're occupied with a lot more things. My, me, and some other folks that probably listen to this, they they, they cannot say the same. <laughs> That's that. I mean, that is true. And I have been binge watching a lot of shows with my family too, but. At the same time, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that, yeah, I'm an NBA fan, but I'm more of a football fan than I am basketball. So maybe if this was the dead of football season, I'd be like, well, man, why why are there not any games? Y'all need to come on, man. We need football. But for me, it's just like, eh, you know. And the NFL, man, <laughs> oh, my God, the NFL. These guys are going along. They had a schedule released yesterday, which we're recording this podcast on a Friday. So I'm not sure which date is going to drop. But anyway, um, they rec- they they went out and they did this schedule release show and they're just going ahead business as usual like they just about to drop the season in September like everything's cool and I'm like these guys are really arrogant like yo we're happening regardless we're planning to have our season I mean you could plan to do several things like I could plan to win the lottery that doesn't mean I'm gonna do it and the way they're going across is like hey look rain sleet snow coronavirus SARS murder hornets. We're playing football, and it's like, how can you do that? Because again, close proximity. There's no social distancing. How in the hell are they gonna pull it off? I don't see so how. So devil's devil's advocate. Um, who's to say they weren't doing that just to get some television ratings up, just to bring some attention for a little while? Did you watch it? I didn't watch it, but I mean, you know, my my phone wouldn't stop beeping every five minutes to talk about, oh, the schedule's released. The Saints are playing here. Uh, here's the marquee matchups of the season. Uh, here's your predicted win-loss total for the season now. Like, you know, all the hype behind it was still there. So, I mean, you know, the NFL could very well know that you're right. Like, there's no way we're going to be able to play games in September. But why not go ahead and just Hype it up a little bit. Why not just get some attention on it, get some followers, get some, you know, pay some checks with some advertisements real quick. You know, like, why not? But I do think, and this is just a a hot take, you can do what you want with it. I think if any sport does the no people in the stadium, but we televising the shit anyway, it's the NFL. The NFL would do something like that, no doubt about it. Because look at the ownership compared to the NBA. Oh, I mean, these guys not to are get, Not to get political, but um, there are a lot more owners in the NFL that agree with Trump, with President Trump and his thinking of things than the NBA. Just throwing that out there. But if, if any league does the – we're playing no matter what, even if that means we're playing in an empty um, Lambeau field, it's the NFL. It's it's just, I don't know. To me, it's like the arrogance of it was just kind of jaw-dropping to me. Like, we're moving full speed ahead. We're we're conducting business as if everything is cool. It's not cool. <laughs> You're not packing – 70,000 people in a stadium. You're not packing 70 people in a stadium. Seven, seven people. It's just not happening. But we've been doing a lot of serious talk. It's time to do something goofy easy. 
Let's play a game that I'm making up on the fly because this is what I do. I got the same schedule up here. Let's play a great game of that's a win, that's a loss, because you know how much I love that. And by the way, I mean loving that, meaning I hate prediction sports. It gets on my nerves where the schedule drops, and then every single fan sees their game, and they're like, well, all right, we're going to win this game. We're going to split with this team. We catch lightning in the bottle. It's like everybody's 10 and 6 all of a sudden because they just they start predicting their schedule like they know what they're you know, the analysts know what's going to happen. Like they're, you know, oh, we just, you know, I'm giving my predictions. This is exactly what's going to happen. It's like you don't know what's going to happen. We don't even know. I mean, we don't even know what the world's going to look like next month, much less four months from now. But whatever. Basically. We've been. We've been serious enough. It's time to play that's a win, that's a loss. Now, as I'm naming off these games here for for us to get your expert analysis, you know, if you could kind of give a brief reason on why you think it's going to be a win or a loss, not no long soliloquy, but just, you know, long enough to just let us know how you're feeling about it. So, and, you know, you feel free to vent about it, you know, how you feel or whatever. So, week one, the Saints, Buccaneers, in NOLA, who you got? Um, give me New Orleans. Um, I'm just not feeling the Brady hype train just yet. But, you know, Tampa and openers has never been a really good thing for New Orleans, but I like our chances in that game. So let's put that as a win. All right. So that's 1-0 and right there. And um, just to let people know who are listening to this, our core audience who might be Atlanta folks, Anybody who knows us personally knows that, yes, my brother and I, we are homers to the extreme. But the reason why people mess with us when it comes to sports is we are also objective. So we don't just be like, the Saints are going to win every game. They're going to crush everybody. No, we do not live in that space. As a matter of fact, we're probably more pessimistic than optimistic when it comes to our team every season. And you can attest to this, bro, do we not? We don't go like, oh, we're going 16-0. We're going to sweep them. We're like, man, look. Let's just beat the Falcons, and let's, it'll be a great season. Yeah, or the one that you love to scream. Can we just win the damn division first before we talk anything? Yes, yes. And that's one thing I want to point out, too, before we finish with the schedule thing is fans of teams, man. When you're doing good, and let's say you're 7-2 you're seven, you're seven and two in mid-October or around that time, October, November, Stop talking about the Super Bowl in October. Well, hey, man, you know, hey, you guys are looking pretty good, you know. Going to the Super Bowl? Nah, man, just trying to win the next game. That's what I'm trying to do. I can't talk about games that are not on my team's schedule yet. That was the problem with a lot of teams when they start off good is they want to start yapping about games that haven't been played yet. Yeah, man, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, they really crowned a Super Bowl champion in October. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> back, back to that's a win, that's a loss. The next game is against the now, this is weird to say, the Las Vegas Raiders, Monday Night Football in Las Vegas. Who you got? Um, this is the first game in, this will be the first game in their Death Star Arena, and it screams trap game. But as long as Derek Carr is the quarterback of the Raiders, I'm t- I like our chances. So we can put that as a win. All right. So, so far, due to EZ's expert analysis, we're 2-0 and now. All right, the next game, Sunday Night Football against the Packers in NOLA. Who you got? Ooh, Packers, NOLA, that's a win. Man, that is a 3-0. Win. 
All right. The next one, a one o'clock game in Detroit against the Lions. Who you got? Ooh. Man, this screams trap game too, but Detroit is just I love you, T. Hope you're out there. Shout out to Detroit Black. I think he would agree. I, there's nothing to be exciting about with this team. No. They really need some talent. Uh, I think that's a win. All right, so we're 4-0. And I just want to point out that you mentioned Detroit Black, great friend of the show. He was just telling me today that he felt like this team could be a 9-7 and team and sneak in the playoffs. So. Okay, well, this is one of the seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, the next one. Back on Monday Night Football, San Diego Chargers. In the Dome again, who you got? Man, we got a lot of home games to start the season. I like this we one, do. too. Because um, you're either playing Tyrod Taylor or Justin Herbert. And neither one of those scare me. Chargers have a really good team, though. They could be sneaky. They might make the playoffs. I think the, that the schedule makers might have booked this game before Phillip Rivers ended up leaving is what I felt like. Like, this was done, like, months prior. And they just released it then because they thought they were going to get, a you know, a marquee uh, matchup. And we might have to fact check this, but I don't think Drew's lost to San Diego since he's come to New Orleans. He has not. He, has he hasn't. And Philip Rivers is going, yeah, that's a dub. Yes. All right, so we're 5-0 and now, and you're really killing my whole we're not a homer thing here, just to let you know. Hold on. Right. We got a tough part of the schedule middle of the Stay with me. All right. Next one, 1 o'clock game, another home game against the Panthers. I hate the Panthers. Jesus Christ. Teddy Bridgewater comes back to the Dome. I, I even know some Carolina fans. They already know they're not going to be too great. This might be a trap game just because of who it is. But for right now, let's just put it as a dub. Oh, man. So we're 6-0 and now. We continue to go along. All right. So um, things are about to get real here um, after these next few games here. Um, so next we're um, on the road against the Bears, a 425 start time in Chicago. They got some quarterback issues Mm. there. Who who you got? Yeah, another team lacking talent. So, for the record, um, I think we have, like, the sixth easiest schedule this year. Like, based on on 2019? Based on the team's winning percentage from last year. Okay. Um, If Nick Foles is the quarterback, they definitely have a chance of beating us. If Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback – we're winning because we beat them last year with Teddy Bridgewater, and he threw, like, maybe 20 passes. Yes. Dynamic game from Latavius Murray in that game. All right. Now this is where the shit gets real. All right. The next one is Sunday Night Football. It's in Tampa Bay against Brady. Who you got? I'm going to go ahead and just put an L right here, Um, even though I think that is a very winnable game for us. I'm going to put that one on as the L because it seems like every year we lose to some team in the division, no matter what. So let's go ahead and put that one as an L. All right. So that that, that puts us at 7-1 and one here. It continues to get real because now we're playing the NFC champions, but we got them at home like we did last year, even though we scored 46 points and it still wasn't enough to win the damn game. We got the 49ers coming into the dome, 425. Who you got? Hmm. 
I have Super Bowl hangover for them, it. maybe? I, yeah, I just – we almost beat them last year, and I really don't like what they've done this offseason. Like, so just real quick, they traded DeForest Buckner, who just won an all-pro. So they traded him for a first-round pick, and then they needed a receiver with the 13th pick, and they took a defensive tackle that they just traded away even though they have a bunch of defensive linemen already. So it doesn't look like a great pick right now, but, you know, he might be an all-pro down the line. He, who knows? I, I, I'm just, just go ahead and put that as a win. I'm just not really scared about of the Niners this year. They still very right, well so, could win the division now. So we're sitting at 8-1, and one, which would be a dream scenario. Anybody will take that. Hell, at this point in, in nine games, I mean, I'd be cool with being 6-3, and three, but – so we're eight and one right now, and the next game is, and this is all. This right here is always, it's against the Falcons. We're at home, and I, I I have to go back to the game that we played them last year when we were at home. I screamed all week long to all the folks that we know that are fans of us who were like, "Oh, that's easy money. We about to take out the Falcons." I'm like, "Y'all shut the hell up! It's the damn Falcons." Y'all better get serious, and even more than that, the Saints better get serious because they are coming. You know, they're like, oh, we got this. They're coming to whoop our ass, and you, they need to be prepared. And what happened? What happened? Uh, they found a pass rush. Um, Andrews Pete probably played the worst game of his life, um, and they beat us convincingly yeah. um, in the Dome and basically ruined our chances of a one seed with that game. Um, all, all because we didn't take them seriously. I'm telling everybody all week. Tell the listeners, easy. I was like screaming from a mountaintop. Like, you what were. are y'all talking? You were, you were, and I, I had the sneaky suspicion, but I tried not to speak it into existence, um, and it ended up not working out for us. Um, again, being completely neutral, I don't know if Atlanta got better this off season, and I'm sure some of their fans will. Some might agree, some might not disagree. But why would you cut Devontae Freeman, who's had injury issues, and, and sign Ty Gurley, who's had it makes injury no issues? Sense. It makes but, no but then sense. then that's not it. You, you cut Desmond Trufant. Um, you let Vic Beasley walk. And you sign Dante Fowler, who's basically the same guy as Vic Beasley. Like, I'm confused. Like, I'm not sure which way they're going. Um, I think the offense is going to be fine, but I think that defense, besides Deion Jones and Grady Jarrett, I'm just interested to see how that's all going to work out. And just put this out there in the atmosphere before you get your prediction. If Dan Quinn gets started like a three and six type, you might see him get axed in the middle of the season. But who you got in this one? I'm gonna go ahead and just give us the dub just on paper, but this game could go either way. That they could very well drag us, or we could drag them, or it could be a, a shootout. So, you know, every game with Atlanta is competitive to a degree. Facts. This is true. Now, uh, let me see if I'm doing the count right. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's nine and one. So now we got a stretch of three consecutive road games. You got the Broncos. We're playing them 
in Denver, 405, who you got? When was the last time we beat Denver, period? Oh, my gosh. I, I think you were – oh, my gosh. Let me see. Bruh, I think you were a baby the last time we did. I want to say it was 90 – was it 94 the last time we beat them? I want to say it was. Yeah. All I can think about with Denver is when Martin Gramatica missed that field goal and we lost to them. Yeah, um, we haven't beaten the Broncos in a very long time, if I'm not mistaken. And a lot of the time we play them, we get dragged. So, yeah, who you got? And this is in mile high? Hmm. Yes, and this will make the jerk happy because he's a diehard Denver Broncos fan. Sheesh. Um, yeah, this is we'll, – we'll, we'll, we'll put this one as an L. Just because it's, I don't know. This this one just does. We don't we don't do good against bad quarterbacks. And not to say Drew Locke's a bad quarterback. I think to rephrase the statement, we don't do great against up and coming quarterbacks or bad quarterbacks. And I think Drew Locke's more on the latter because I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the league. So, and that's a loss that a lot of teams take going into mile high, especially late in the season where we're starting talking about November. So 9-2 and two is still not terrible at all. We shouldn't be near the top if that's the case. Then rearing not their ugly head And I like, I like what Denver's done in the offseason. The jerk should be very optimistic about Denver's outlook. The only bad thing is they, <laughs> they're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. So. Sounds like a radio show watch party that day for me, a 405 game. Sounds like whether it's cold outside or not, sounds like barbecue to me. But anyway. Hmm. Next up, December 6th, it's a road game. It's the damn Falcons again. Who you got? Uh, I, again, um, this could go either way, right? Like, we could lose to the Falcons that, that previous week, e- right? And easily. then we just go in there easily. and crush them. Or we beat the crap out of them the previous week, and then they crush us in Atlanta. So this is how the hopefully it that's not it. But let's let's go. Hell, F it. And Atlanta sweep this year, duh. All right, so at this point, you're 10-2, and two, four games left, another road game at the end of this uh, road uh, triangle we got going on here. It's against uh, the champs from two years ago, the Eagles in Philly. They're like our playoff rival. We played them in the playoffs more than anybody. Carson Wentz is out there assuming that he's out there because, you know, he's on what Easy likes to call the all-band-aid team. And I've been saying for years that the Eagles, you know, even though they had their issues and stuff, that's a good team over there, man. They got a good thing going. I know they haven't quite reached the heights that they did when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, but that's a that's a good team. Yeah, and I think even if Carson Wentz is hurt, they they drafted Jalen Hurts, no pun intended, and I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in the league. Um and I know a lot of people were kind of tripping that they drafted him. But, like, again, Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. So you need somebody capable of winning games for you um, at quarterback. Um, this is probably going to be a playoff. That, like, this is probably going to be for a playoff position. But um, we're coming off the high of beating Atlanta. Let's just put this one as an L because we're probably going to go in there arrogant and mess up something. 
All right. Even so though we've this, been very good against the Eagles recently. We have been. And historically, uh, under Sean Payton, we have been too. So we're 10 and, 10 and 3 at this point. Next up, it just don't get any easier, man. Back in the dome, but coming to town is the champs, man. Mahomes and the Chiefs coming to town. This team is no joke. No lead is safe against this offense. I mean, if this was the Saints of old, I might be like, hey, man, we can hang with them score for score. But this team is no joke. They can turn it on at any point and score just like that. Who you got? And and with all that being said, unless the Chiefs are doing some kind of Super Bowl hangover, this is going to be a tough one. I think it's going to, in real life, it's going to be a legit shootout. But we we just got to put this one as an L. So we're going to have a little stink right here, back-to-back losses. So that's 10-4, and four. and I have to agree with you because I just feel like, yeah, we have some firepower, but I just feel like the Chiefs have too much firepower for almost anybody, and that's just being objective. You try to keep up with them on offense, good luck. Yeah, ask the 49ers about that. <laughs> uh, so next up, we got – this pisses me off. I hate when they talk about these. It's a revenge game. It's not a damn revenge game because it ain't in the playoffs. It's the team that has beaten us on walk-offs two out of the last three years, the Vikings. This one's in NOLA, which doesn't make a difference because they beat us in the playoffs there last year. Who you got? I I don't see us losing this game just for the simple fact that we're going to make it a revenge game, and I'll put that in air quotes, um, and we win those games. I just need us to win them when they matter, but we're going to win this game and try to make it seem like it has so much meaning behind it and it really just doesn't help any wound. It doesn't. So that puts us at 11 and 4, the final game Christmas of the season. Day game by the way. Kind of uh, and it's at 4:30 on Christmas Day like that's like smack in the middle of when I will probably be sleeping. So I'm going to have to wake up. Are they, and, do they uh, have a whole Christmas Day lineup? Like, I don't look at other people's schedules. No, so. no, we're the only game We're we're the only game on that Friday. Who booked this? Whose idea was this? Who knows? It's a terrible idea. Like, hey, let's it have a Christmas It is the worst day. idea ever. If I'm the NBA, I'm fighting somebody at the NFL office about this. Christmas yeah. Day is basketball only. Who did, Who picked this? Well, maybe we could just look at it as homers that they know that the Saints are money and that we'll bring the ratings. Me personally, I prefer to be playing on Thanksgiving at night because I've already eaten, been out with the family. Then you end up, you know, winding down the day with some with some football. I thought the Saints Falcons was going to be a tradition, but you know, NFL said hold my beer. So that puts us, like I said, you're 11 and four. Beat the Vikings last game of the season, January 3rd. It's a road game against the rival Panthers. Now, depending on what's going on, you could already be locked into a position, or this could be a dogfight where you need to win a game to help your positioning. Either way it goes, you've already predicted a winning record where, you know, there's already been uh, what is it? Uh, we're ten and what is it? Ten and four. So, uh, eleven. No, it's eleven and four. I'm sorry, eleven and four. Yeah. So, so who you got? I guess it depends on. I the guess this is why we're related. Because you read my mind. Because this could either be a, hey, we're resting the gang. We already got everything locked up. Or this can be a, we got to win this game to get in scenario. Or it could be a, hey, we're not going anywhere. And 
we're just playing for pride. But I think we we played week 17 at Carolina last year um, and won pretty convincingly. Um, like I said In earlier. In the game we needed. Yeah, we we had to win that one. I just I love Teddy to death. I wish we would have kept him. I just don't think he's got enough weapons around him besides Christian McCaffrey. Like I just just not a fan of this team and I know Carolina fans know they're in rebuilding. Um I just don't see us losing that game even if it's at Carolina. All right, so Easy has played a game of that's a win, that's a loss, and he's predicting that the New Orleans Saints will go 12-4, and four, which should be enough based on the teams we played in the division to win the NFC South for a fourth consecutive year. We will see how it plays out because nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. But that was kind of fun, man. I hope the listeners like that part of it, too. It deserves some applause. Yeah, it, and I think you took five years off my life by doing that because, you know, I hate reading those kind of articles. I know you do. I know you do. So I mean, this Jeez. is this is this, this is. I've either jinxed us or spoken into existence. No, you were being realistic, mostly. And you see, we weren't total homers. We were in agreement on the ones that we thought were losses, because I could agree with the ones that you were talking about, especially the Chiefs. You know, um, but in this case, you know, it's just cool to you know sit down and have a conversation where we you know we were talking sports and this is what the aftermath is about for things that we would normally not talk about on on the show because we would, really wouldn't have a sports centric topic on the live show because we spend our time discussing other issues and things of that nature. So this gives us an outlet to be able to discuss these other things that we're interested in that won't be on the live show, and that's the point of the aftermath. Now. Before we get to playing Don't At Me with EZ, because I was going to let you off the hook without playing my new game here, is the aftermath, uh, we're starting to you know, book a few guests to be on here. So coming up soon, we're going to have uh, Isaiah Smith. Um, he's the owner of his uh, a family brewery that we're going to talk about them brewing their beer. Uh, we also have a financial planner by the name of Terry Graham that we're going to be talking to about what you need to be doing to try to save your coins while we're going through this entire you know, craziness with the economy. Uh, you know, we got other people coming along, comedians, record executives, you name it. We're going to have them right here in long form for you right here on the aftermath. We're going to try to drop one of these, you know, once a week we're going to try to, you know, schedule permitting and try to get that out to you. But, EZ, you're the next person up. It was Lily the first go-round on there. So now I got some questions for you. We're going to play the game that's exclusive here to the aftermath, and it's called Don't At Me. So let's. You ready for this, dude? Let's do it. Let's. All right. So, our first question here, and I'm going to give you choices, because the first time I did it, it was kind of clunky because I wasn't given choices. I was just kind of, you know, yapping. All right, so, the first question. This is sports-centric. Who's the better team that beat the Cavs, uh, that beat the Warriors? The 2016 Cavs? Or the 2019 Raptors? Uh, the 2016 Cavs. But I don't know if I could say don't at me because the, the 16 Cavs had more star power, but the Raptors were probably a more complete team. But the 16 Cavs don't at me, especially Kyrie that that offseason. He was crazy. All right. Better coach. 
Bill Belichick or Greg Popovich? Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Greg Popovich, don't at me. All right. But that was a tougher decision than I thought. I saw. What's a better sport to watch live, football or basketball? Football, don't at me. All right, got to hit you close to home with this one. What's the worst Saints playoff loss? The 2011 loss to the 49ers or the 2018 loss to the Rams, the Nolan no call? These both suck, by the way. It was... They both do, but I'm going to go 18 just because you knew for sure if you win the game, you're going to the Super Bowl. And in 11, you still had to play one more game to try to get to the Super Bowl. So it was 18 because the script was perfect. We could have went to Atlanta. Uh, Don't get me started. It was 18. Don't have me. I disagree. To me, it's 11. But you're the one playing, not me. But for me, it's 11. Don't have (laughs) me. All right, we're going off the board with this last one here. What's the better burger? You roll through your drive-thru. What's the better burger, a Whopper or a Big Mac? Um, If that's the choices, then I'm going a Whopper. Don't at me. Wow. I know All you right. love your Big Mac. I do, but they're both very tasty. But please elaborate why the Whopper over the Big Mac. Now, had the question been Big Mac, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Whopper or double quarter pounder with cheese It's the double quarter pounder with cheese Because that's the better burger at McDonald's Don't at me well, It's better I than a Big Mac No way man you get a fresh Big Mac There's no way that it's better than they, a, I the, mean, a A fresh qu- double quarter pounder with cheese Is the best thing you can put on your palate From McDonald's Don't at me This is not a discussion This is a <laughs> A straight fact This might cause said I'm not. But I'm he's like the name of the game is don't at me, so don't at me. And that's how you play the game. That's exclusive to the aftermath. Don't at me with my man EZ holding it down. Yes, man, that was man, that was gotta, fun. You I prep me for these questions, man. Golly, that I'm still thinking between Belichick and Greg Pavlovich. See, that's that's the fun part of don't at me is that you get hit out the blue and you just you just don't know and it's like you got to put your stamp on whatever answer you give you know so I can't wait to hit some more guests with that with those questions like that where it's like yo you got to answer like which man, one is going to be who knows you know man please bring up action packed questionnaire like that one jeez but yes that's the point man challenge you you just never know you know I just be coming up with stuff but this was fun the aftermath. This is, like I said, it's just another way to reach out to the wonderful listeners of the radio show who, you know, you show up every week and you show us a bunch of love and we appreciate you, especially during this crazy quarantine where it's like you don't know whether you're in the house, out the house or whatever, so we want to provide you some type of getaway from that. So with this episode, which will probably be dropping at some point this weekend when you're hearing it, it'll either be Saturday or Sunday. We still have our live show coming up on Tuesday. We do know some of the things that we were talking about on Tuesday, which we will be discussing the possible, could this be the end of movie theaters as we know it because of this pandemic? You know, are movies just going to be going straight to on demand? We got a lot of opinions on that. And also, 
not to kill the mood and everything, but we're going to have to discuss uh, the racial issues that are going on during this pandemic, the shooting. We got to we got to go with it. We got to talk about it, and we will talk about it. Tuesday, yeah, definitely. Eight o'clock Eastern, blogtalkradio.com slash it's the radio show. Um, Easy, you got any parting shots before we get up out of here, man? This was fun. This was fun. No, this was a, a great way to spend my Friday night. No, no sarcasm. Um, but if, if we got to pay nineteen bucks just to watch a movie when it first comes out, I'm just gonna go to the movie theater. You are? Okay, we're gonna save this for. We, yeah, teaser. we can save it for the show, but just throwing that out there, just based on the article that you you know you sent me and we talked about. We're gonna have to, yeah. We're gonna get into a deep dive on that, man. This is this was fun, man. This was this was really fun, and this is what I envisioned when we started doing the aftermath. And don't worry, the other cast they're gonna be coming along soon. You're gonna be hearing from the Jerk and ATL Diva, your boy Cujo, Tiki Blue, all of them. They're gonna be a part of this as well at some point. So yeah, easy. This was fun, man. Appreciate you hanging yeah, out. Man. We we should like do this again, like next week. I agree. More sports. Maybe we'll break down a rival team schedule or something. You know, that'll be fun. <laughs> Ooh. Or our way too early division winner. Oh, gosh. Yes. Prediction radio. That's what brings the listeners. And speaking of listeners, well, we want to thank hot you. Takes. What's that? I thought that was hot take. Okay, that's what we'll call it hot take. We appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Aftermath and hitting that download button. We definitely appreciate you. And now back to your regularly scheduled night or day, whatever time you listen.